0: Guys, this is episode number 59 of So Good with Ash and Jazz. This is Ash and this is Jazz.
1: Don't just be silly,
0: <laughs> the long extended name for real. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me give you the scoop, right?
1: So, after our last episode on Saturday about talking about intermittent fasting, we and if you guys haven't listened to that, definitely check it out. There's a lot of information in there. And we share our perspectives on, um, you know, why we do it and what is it. And we did touch on hydration and drinking water and stuff like that. And I must say, thanks to that whole conversation, like, I really stepped up my game. I started drinking more water. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I have a tendency to rub off on people.
1: <laughs> For real. Like... Like, I was like, oh, shit. Ash is drinking a lot of water. I definitely need to step on my game. Because, like, no lie, I've been slacking the past couple months as far as getting enough water in. And, you know, just making bullshit excuses for why I can't do it. And, and yeah, and the past week, I've been able to get down, you know, like, five bottles of about 16.9 ounces of water in. And I know that's probably excessive. Especially for my weight and stuff like that. But, man, do I feel a lot better as far as energy goes. I never realized, like, how important, you know, even enough hydration, getting that in, right can work for you on that level. But I should probably know that, though. I always talk about, like, like, wellness and stuff like that. Um, But, yeah, but I'll be lying if I didn't say, like, <laughs> you know, I don't succumb to, like, to, like, not... Uh, sticking to the regimen and stuff like that but um but yeah so today I was very proud I got uh my fifth bottle in <laughs>
0: I'm hydrated my pee is clear <laughs> See, I do it I have two bottles in the morning two in the afternoon and then two to three at night yeah
1: that sounds about right yeah because I like I'll get up and the first thing I do after brush my teeth is make a beeline to the kitchen and guzzle down a whole bottle and then take another one for work. Um, and then what I do is um, take a whole bunch of like plastic bottles. Like I have that one bottle and I just refill it up at the job because we have like the whole, um, those water cooler systems and and I just just refill it up there, and then what I'll do is I'll write with a marker, like how much water did I actually drink, and I just cross off the number like after I'm done, just cross off the number, so at least it reminds me like you know how you go about your day, and just you could easily forget once you get caught up in your whole routine, what is it you're actually aiming for, and if you're not tracking chances are, you'll forget I mean it's human nature, so. That's definitely been helping me. If anybody want to use that tip. If not, definitely walk around with um, some type of water holding device. I don't know what that is. Like uh, like a little mini cooler or what have you. Just to make sure that you are adhering to your hydration. But yeah. Story of my work week life. Stay Hydration is key for real so tonight's episode but everything that's coming full circle with 2018 we're coming close obviously duh to the new year Um, I figured it'll you know let's give this a shot on this episode tonight and talk about new year's resolutions yay or nay so Ash yep. what have you done have you
0: are you sticking to the New Year's resolutions this year or are you just like, no, I'm good? No, I'm good. (laughs) I never do do resolutions because they're kind of bullshit. I'm so curious to hear your perspective about that. Please expand. Okay, so I think they're bullshit because, number one, we all know the whole story, how everyone sets them and they don't stick through with them. And then the other reason is, things change so rapidly that it's like how are you going to set a little resolution because in like a week or in a month you could be completely a different person oh my god that's so true like i mean
1: think back to like earlier this year i'm pretty sure
0: you're not the same ass that you were no and it's like yeah i just i've never really set them i probably did when i was young but in adult years, I don't bother. And the same thing with, like, the whole New Year's Day idea. It's Like, I think that's bullshit, too, because it's, like, why do people need January 1st to change their life or to have, like, some kick in their ass where it's, like, now I'm going to start. Like, yeah. to start any day. You don't need January 1st to, like, be your savior.
1: Exactly. And, but, you know, what's funny, too, now that you mention that. Um, there's actually a study that was actually done uh, it was called the Resolution Solution, and they found that more than 80% of people either forget about the changes that they promised to set forth to make or lose, you know, lose their willpower to sustain them. So um, it's only right. I mean, as we as we progress as people and, you know, day-to-day always changes because that's why I, I find a lot of, like, goals can be subjective, across the board because they're always going to change it's not like it's kind of wishy washy but now my question is are we setting the right goals I mean well not not necessarily are we setting the right goals are we setting something realistic as far as resolutions go like is there an approach to how we do it so that it stays long term
0: and is it possible
1: what's your thoughts on
0: that Well, I think it varies because I think at bottom when it comes down to the individual's accountability and how consistent you're willing to be. I think the problem with resolutions is a lot of times people will throw something out there because they think, oh, this is what everyone else is going to be doing. Like perfect example. I want to lose X amount of weight. Right. It's like people just throw out these like bogus things. It's kind of like the same vein as the whole announcement thing. People say it because they think it's going to make them look cool or it's going to make them look good. And a lot of times it goes back to that whole conversation we were having last time about how Mm -hmm. you tend to do things for other people, or you tend to do things because you think that's what you should be doing, or that's what you think your parents want you to do, or that's what you think society or whatever wants you to do. But then it's like, if you can't, I, I just think like, if you can't stick with it, if you can't hold yourself accountable, if you can't be consistent for yourself, then you aren't setting the right goal. You aren't setting the right resolution.
1: Yeah, for sure. I really have to be
0: dedicated. You have to be dedicated to it yourself. Like, you have to be willing and able to push yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. Exactly. I think it means just a willingness to just gain insight,
1: you know, about yourself. And again, that self awareness about the behaviors um, that we tend to think we want to change or let go. And I think uh, while, you know, it's going to take you, it's going to. I think resolutions should allow you to take a closer look as to I think the number one question really should be, are you making a resolution to change for you or for someone else? Or the status quo? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there was a tendency in the past, even for myself, where I felt like um, and, and this goes outside even New Year's resolutions. Like, am I doing this for the show, or am I doing this for myself? right and I think that's where the resolutions need to start at. um I think it might be motivating at first uh, but wanting to let go or modify or change your behavior for someone else uh it's gonna fizzle out it might it might start off as being great and energizing because you're getting so many kudos and stuff like that. But then that's going to fizzle out really fast. I mean, let's be honest. And if, for instance, taking the whole I'm going to lose weight and stuff like that, and while you can be amped up and you have your gym membership in tow and and you have all your gym clothes and you know which days you're going to designate to work out, if the intention is not there in the beginning as far as your self-growth, goes, then you you could easily check that off as it not being something that's going to hold you long term because it's not there's no real and I'm not saying that not everybody's going to have true intentions as far as wanting to be in a healthy place by losing weight. The focus is really too much centered on the New Year's resolution rather than is this a resolution for my change for myself? But well, it is the true bottom
0: line. The bottom line here is like a lot of it just stems from needing validation. Yes. Like most every single resolution or everything that you're going to say, it all stems back to the reason you're setting that resolution or the reason you want to do that thing, whether it's lose weight or go to the gym or start a blog or start a new job, whatever it is for you, or get married or start a new relationship. It's all for external validation. And I think when you can finally come to that place where you just don't care when you don't need validation, that's when you can actually stick with it.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then over time, I think seeking that validation and making changes for someone else, that's going to breed resentment on some level. And I think that's really totally unfair to even know the person as well as to the one who's making those resolutions. So I think bottom line for that is, you know, ask yourself, are you making that resolution to change for yourself? Or is it to gain some type of validation from
0: outside? Well, and how about you just don't even announce it? Like, how about you keep your little resolutions to yourself? Like, do you have to announce it? Like, don't announce it because it's a, no one cares. That's true. Because it's just like when you're setting intentions
1: for, like, the new moon, like, I don't, though, other than the time that I shared it with you, but that that was to prove a point, but but I rarely do anyone would see a new moon intention or anything like that, because I. it's very much like a resolution, it's like something that you are putting the intent out there to make constructive changes in your life, so yeah, well, that's definitely... Just, it goes
0: back to seeking the validation, it's like if you're going to put yourself on blast, and that's why it, the whole announcement thing, it's like If you're going to say all this and you're just going to say it because you want people to think, oh, look at her. She's going to lose weight or look at her. She's going to start a blog after five years of talking about it. Like it's just looking for outside validation.
1: It's also going to cause emotional havoc because then when you don't meet that, then what happens? Then you get pissed off with
0: yourself and that's not. Yeah, then it's all for show because then everyone's like, oh, yeah, she said X, Y, Z and then nothing happened.
1: Yep, exactly. So I think this the other point too is or another question that you could possibly ask yourself is what will you lose if you keep to your resolution? Um, I think it's extremely important to just recognize the losses associated with behavioral changes. Um, this can happen especially when, you're, when those changes affect your life or improve your life. And I think it's important to give yourself some opportunity to explore what you you know what you're essentially letting go um this can be like a long standing behavior so say for instance, if you're the type of person that likes to um, cope with something that's very unhealthy like alcohol and you want to release it from yourself um. Also, I think this, this goes kind of like hand in hand and saying that this behavior may not be easy to let go, especially if this is somebody who's who's done it for so long. And I think uh, as far as where was I going with this? I'm like losing <laughs> I'm like losing the point of thought. I think bottom line is to make sure you're willing to get comfort and support in other healthy ways, as I wanna put it, um, so that you don't relapse into bad habits and again this goes hand in hand with saying making a resolution as far as wanting to release something that you know is unhealthy for you Uh, regardless of what that substance is fill in the blanks whatever it is and that's not that's not even to say that limits to just alcohol and drugs that can be an unhealthy addiction like uh pornography you know, um, of course, there's some people out there that probably be like, oh, there's nothing wrong with porn, whatever. Um, again, that's subjective, whatever, um, to each their own. But other other toxic behaviors can be um, maybe, maybe perhaps you have some uh, epiphany where you realize that maybe you might be the toxic person in the relationship and you have toxic behaviors and It's just not healthy to the relationship and you're willing to let that go. Um, Those kind of things. And I think it's, it's important to recognize those toxic things and realize what will you lose in order to keep that resolution and how you're going to cope with that behavior now that you finally release it out of yourself. Does that make sense? I feel like I was all over the place when I was describing that. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right, cool. Um, let's see. I think another question is, and this is so obvious. Uh, when you're making resolutions, is it realistic? Or are you setting yourself up to fail?
0: Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with having it be unrealistic, because then you Give just me your way. You can say that you want to like save ten thousand dollars in the year, and then you just work your way backwards. Like, okay, I want to have ten thousand dollars in savings by January first, twenty twenty. Then you're like, okay, that seems kind of big and lofty. But then you work your way backwards, and you're like, okay, 10000 divided by 12 months, and then you 12 months divided by how many weeks you get paid, and then you find a way to, like, put see how much you have to save. You see, but I think it's, okay, I think it's subjective, because a $10,000 goal, I think it's realistic to me. Well, I'm, yeah, insert your scary number, like a 20000 twenty, because oh, okay. like <laughs> 20, I know a lot of people with $10,000 seems like a lot. So, it's like yeah. if 10,000 doesn't seem that scary, then maybe 100,000 sounds scary to you. But then you just work your way backwards. And that's just one thing because it's like a lot of people want to talk about finances and like thinking about how can I save money? Or maybe it's debt. Maybe you want to clear out all your debt. It's like you find that big thing, or like it depends on what your big aspiration is. And a lot of times it's not going to be achievable in a year, but then it's like over the course of X amount of time, it could be achievable. That's definitely true. I think it goes hand in hand
1: with saying that um, anytime you're you're setting yourself up for a resolution, especially in regards to money, is to think big and out of the box when it comes to that. Because like there's just so many ways you're you can save, and um, the income can be streamed from other places, whether that's um, especially through passive income. So I think that's why. I think that's why the 10,000 example can be realistic in a sense because there's just so many avenues and I think it comes down to um, definitely willpower and just a lot of researching and stuff like that. But it's definitely doable. Um, but yeah, but I think I think more than setting out these resolutions, I think they have to be specific, uh, manageable, and tangible, in order for it to be realized. Um, I think vague goals such as "I want to be happier" are kind of impossible to measure because it's not it's not specific enough. And I think, as like what you mentioned, just even starting small can even just set you up to succeed so I think the best approach when it comes to stuff like this is maybe baby step goals because then at least it's more reliable Um and it I noticed that even taking baby steps can allow like a cumulative effect so that there's more movement towards the goal and I've I've known that from personal experience especially in regards to saving money and stuff like that that When I realized that I was making goals that were way too big, that's when I realized, okay, I need to minimize big dreams a little bit just to just to kind of be able to make practical approaches as far as how much I'm wanting to succeed. And I noticed that I just taking those baby steps. It was very helpful.
0: Yeah, have in read? order to in order to get to the baby steps, so you have to have the bigger the bigger aspiration, and then you can. Find oh hell yeah, it. yeah definitely for sure because
1: that's always gonna. I think with those bigger aspirations and just the belief in it, I, I definitely think that's gonna produce that cumulative effect so that you get more return. Um, optimism des- definitely helps <laughs> big time. Yep so um, let's see what's another question uh, trying to jog into my memory oh have you ever made a past new year's resolution that you tried multiple times and it just you never succeeded uh, no well, I mean, don't question ask because <laughs> you just said in the beginning you don't make any resolutions. <laughs> well, I mean, have you? I mean, have you ever dabbled or like even thought about it? Like even in conversations, I'm pretty sure people in your social circle probably had talked about it, or at least
0: yeah. Had always, some
1: conversations.
0: I always just don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably, that's the thing too. It's like I usually like if I want something done, I'll make it happen. And then it's like, even if it's a bigger thing, like I know it's not going to happen overnight or not going to happen in a year. And then I just keep working at it. And then it's like, I don't really make them. Cause I usually end the year like in a state of gratitude. Cause it's like, I think all too often we see people that start shitting on the last year. And it's like, everyone could find something wrong with their year. Like everyone has ups and downs. And it's like, I always try to find the, good stuff that came out of the year so I always close the year like this week or these like next couple days is like a lot of just like me feeling super happy about what transpired this year that's what I wanted to like
1: kind of segue the conversation into because I was very curious like you mentioned you don't do the whole uh, cliche new year's resolution but how do you I was talking to Ash but how do you like um how do you close out the year for a personal remote?
0: Well, kind of what I just said, which is just basically like I'll do my year in review And as I go through the year, I'll just think about everything that transpired. And then it's like seeing that there was good and bad. But then I always come out of the other side with my rosy-colored glasses because <laughs> I want to see – I want to end the year on a good note. And I know that this year especially – is ending on a high note. It's ending on a good note because so much has transpired. But then also giving myself credit because everything that's happened that's been good is because of me.
1: Yeah. But um, I, I was pretty much asking like, do you have like a set ritual, or is that
0: uh, that not, pretty much
1: accomplishes everything?
0: That pretty much accomplishes it. I mean, I don't really have like a set like a set ritual per se. I just kind of. Like guess, I I guess last year I didn't because I didn't have a podcast, but I usually do some form of communication, whether it's a blog or if it's on Insta or if it's on a podcast, which I'll have this year. It's like I always kind of like share it publicly because most of it is public already or it's come out somehow.
1: You know, what's so funny. Like I grew up in an atmosphere where New Year's Eve was like we were getting invited to like a house party or, or it was always like, you know, just going out and enjoying the nightlife. And for the past, I want to say decade or so, um, most of it was unconscious. I just chose to like, stay in and just use that time to just like, pause and just reflect. Like the rest of my family members, they'll you know, they'll sit down, and they'll watch the watch the whole Times Square, you know, episode and you know, and waiting until midnight comes around. But I've always took the like not the somber approach, but like the quiet approach. Like I was you know, very introspective. Um and I'll just sit there and just you know just think about You know, all the the good stuff that happened, especially over the course of the year. I never thought about, you know, using the time to not just pause and reflect on the past year, but I never really, like, engaged in the possibilities of the new year. So uh, my question is, when you're in that moment where you're thinking about Uh, especially now with the days coming closer to it, when you're thinking about, you know, your whole year you're in review, so to speak, and what's happened thus far, do you think
0: about even the negative stuff? Yes, because I can, like, with hindsight, I can see it with a different approach. I can see it in a different perspective. Like, when I'm going through it, it's not, like, pretty. It's not, like, that's why I see it as more bad stuff or negative stuff or whatever you want to say about it like hard moments like moments that were really uh, unsettling and i i do look at them because i look at the full picture and even though it was negative it's like i can kind of come out the other side with my hindsight and see i had to go through that that happened for a reason there was a lesson there there was something there even though it was hard at that moment
1: yeah for sure i mean because even as Even as just highly sensitive people and just empaths in general, um, every time you, like, I find myself revisiting those obstacles that I had across, it does leave, like, a lingering sting, so to speak. Um, Even though, like, we try our best to just, like, uh, for me, especially, like, I just try my best to release any type of resentment I make. have from that particular situation you can't help but actually feel every time you think back to those different obstacles that happen um
0: well yeah what do you do with uh, those circumstances well it's also because like i have every single playlist that i've made this whole year and that's actually what i've been doing this last couple of days like between like spending time with family for christmas and then like i think i started on saturday because I'm still working on my whole, like, final list because of Brian. Like, I'm trying to pick my five, like, top five albums. And so I've been, like, since I have so many playlists, I've been listening to the full year, and I think I'm up to April at this point. And it's so funny how you listen to all these playlists, and I'm so glad, because music for me is such a big thing. Like, it's just a part of, like, how I connect and how I am. And so it's so interesting and cool to, like, go through all these playlists And, like, go back to what I was feeling and go back to what was happening. It's, like, having all these recall moments. And there's some that will sting more. And I think I've already exposed that. Like, I've already shared everything that happened with the old podcast and that whole scenario. So there'll be some that will, like, have a little bit of a sting left. But I don't – like, it doesn't affect me as much because I've gotten through it. Right. So even when I feel it, it's, like, I'm not, like – in it as much as I was like I can kind of see it from a different perspective and yeah I can honestly say that everything that I look back like yes some of it was really hard but like I don't I don't go into a place where it stings me too bad and I think even with like the whole podcast like thing since I've already exposed it since I've already talked about it on our show and I've talked about it on Twitter and I've talked about it on the blog that I wrote like there's no longer that there's no longer as much of an intense sting because it's out. right. And that's why it needed to come out and I've already kind of vocalized it and I've shared it enough that it's like it doesn't sting as much as it did before I released it. You know what's so funny
1: too? Like, um, I had this one friend and he would associate different songs to like certain scenarios that happened in his life. Yeah. But it wasn't like good stuff. Like it was like related to like like old past shit. So then every time like the song would just come up on the radio, he would just spaz out into like this emotional breakdown. And I'm just like, dude, are you okay? Like <laughs> I don't mean to lie. Yeah. But it was just funny to me because I'm just like, why do you associate why do you associate negative shit to a particular song? But I guess I, I I've never done that personally. Um, I know to some people, like, they emotionally attach, you know, to certain situations related to a song. Um, I choose not to go that route because anytime you do, then it's just like, okay, if the song comes up, then it's going to be like, especially with some painful reminder of something that you lost or you no longer have in your life, then you, you're just hurting yourself. So, but
0: i I don't mind it, because like as I'm listening to all these songs, it's like it's it takes me to that place, yeah, especially like those couple of months, like December through like whenever we connected, like, right. it takes me back, but in a weird way, like a lot of the music like really like soothes my soul because it got it, me through those, it got me through that time it got me through that time,
1: and that's the thing, like music is so like therapeutic period to so to associate it with something so negative it's just it just doesn't sound as it just doesn't sound right it just doesn't make any sense to me personally um but yeah uh, I mean that whole particular uh, just witnessing that was just like okay that's a little too much but all right. Um. And I'm pretty sure he's not the only one that does it. I'm pretty sure there's other people out there that do it. Now, I'm not saying that it's right or wrong, but for me, it was just kind of weird. I, I just don't see why there's an association, such a negative, a past association too. On top of that, um, but that's a whole that's like a whole other topic <laughs> to discuss.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I'm so glad that I have all these playlists because I have playlists from like twenty, like back in 2012. It's like I love having like what i was listening to at that time now have you noticed that it's changed like as far as uh not
1: necessarily your choices in music but like think back to the to the message or is it more of the beat
0: of the music is it's it the vibe the, of the music it's always the lyrics Cause a okay. lot of the time, like my mind is going so like all over the place. And we've talked about this, like my Gemini and I mind where it's like going like all like in a gazillion different directions. And a lot of the times, like I find a song that speaks to me because it's like the artist is taking everything that I'm feeling that I just can't express or that I don't know how to put in words that are going to be understandable by a human. Yeah, And it's like, I'll hear a song and it's like, that speaks so much to me. Cause it's like, I feel like it's in a weird way it kind of connects even though it might be completely different like it might be like some hip-hop song or some like r&b track or some like pop song or whatever and it's like the lyrics get me because then it's like wow that's exactly what i'm feeling
1: so has it changed like over the past few Uh, years or so
0: Yes and no. I mean, it's kind of still like the same vein. It just it just depends on what I'm feeling in the moment in terms of like the lyrics.
1: Yeah, I. You know what? Like, like I have like my old playlist, and like I remember I pulled out the my first generation i iPod. If you can think back and remember how old that looks. And, yeah. <laughs> and I remember like looking through my playlist, and I was like. Holy shit! What was I listening to? <laughs> I was on the other level. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; there were great. They were great songs and stuff like that. Especially that came out back in two thousand and four. That was when, like, in my opinion, that was when like Jay Z was popping. Like, I know, I know, people are gonna be like, they're probably gonna beef and be like, nah, Jay Z was been out for a longer time. And I, I get it, I get it, I understand. But two thousand and four was like a crucial year, and um. And I'm thinking back to all the songs I was listening to and I realized like so far how much uh, as far as my lyrical choices in listening to these artists and stuff like that or what type of messages they're trying to convey plays a big pivotal role on how much like even even i advance as far as this whole spiritual journey goes. So it's always, I'm always inquisitive to hear, like, you know, if you ever notice that changes, especially as far as your playlist
0: goes. Yeah, I mean, I think they're all kind of still similar in some nature. I mean, it's just like different levels or different emotions that are being conveyed or different like situations, but they all still have like a similar kind of vibe to them.
1: Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. So true. So has it, so in essence, has it opened you up as far as, as far as music goes? We'll keep it at that. Has it opened you up more to, as far as expanding your taste in music or what? Oh, I've
0: always, I've always been eclectic. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, I I can tell that right off the bat, but yeah. So, So have you become more
1: eclectic, or
0: (laughs) I think it's been pretty much the same. I mean, it's just like nowadays, like there's so many artists that are all over the place. There's always a new artist to find or listen to. But I'm still just as eclectic because to me, it's just like if I really like a song, I'm really gonna like it. Like it doesn't matter what what area it comes from or what like genre, if you will. It's like if I really enjoy a song, because I even made my whole. I was like making this playlist for today. Of all this, like my top listen to, like the ones that I listen to as I do, like the one I, I put every song on the list that I listen to straight for more than four hours.
1: Oh, you gotta have a deal with that
0: playlist. Obviously, Reach for the Stars is on there because I listen to that <laughs> one like 20, 24 hours straight. And then there are a couple <laughs> others that like I remember like literally listening to as I was falling asleep, and then they were still playing in the morning. And then there's a ton of them, but like I know, I know, like. I can remember like different songs that I just listened to on repeat for more than four hours. So it's like if I knew if I remember listening to it for more than four hours, it went on the list. Hmm.
1: That's what you know is a banger. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yep. That's what that there's is. There's
0: some songs, there's some songs that you just can't like you can't stop listening to. At least you me. It's like I have to listen to it nonstop. You know a song I can't stop listening to? This is so
1: this is so corny too. Miley Cyrus. Um, what's the name of that shit? Uh, hold up, I gotta do, I gotta look this up real quick. Oh, on my own, dude, this shit is lit. I'm sorry, I don't care how cheesy it is.
0: I don't know if I've heard that one. You
1: gotta listen to it, bro. On my own. Yeah, it was off of her album, Bangers. What is <laughs> Z and it came <laughs> out in 2013. And my sister put me onto this, and she's like, this shit reminds me of you. So she's, like, having this shit blast in the car. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? And, and <laughs> I, I listen to it, and I'm just like, oh, wow, okay. I'm on this. And at first, I was just like, oh, man, this is, like, really cheesy for me. It's, like, really pop. It's not, like, ultra pop or anything like that. It's kind it's of, like, it's got a good beat to it, yeah. You know? um, yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the hype in the song. I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so now that I shared my cheesy moment, right? I got another question, and maybe perhaps even, even listeners can even ask themselves: Does everyone have to celebrate? new year's eve on the cliche new year's eve or does everybody have their own new year's eve in a particular time of the year Is it always year. <laughs> but I no you mentioned that already but <laughs> but i'm so curious to hear like does everybody have like their own new year's eve is it possible and you know, or has anybody actually like thought about and actually, you know, made convictions towards committing to a specific day of the year or days of the year that works for you? So I'm I'm curious. I want to hear what the comments are. I want I want to know any listeners out there. Like, do you commit to the New Year's cliche New Year's Eve, or do you have your own particular day or days? Um, I think for me personally, and I know I had this conversation with you before, Ash, that I don't typically celebrate the New Year's Eve um, on the typical December 31st. I feel like for me, the first day of the year should be in spring, more specific on the day of the spring equinox for one particular reason. And that is because it just never made any logical sense <laughs> to me, even as a child, <laughs> to celebrate the start of something new in the middle and the dead of winter. Like, I just never understood that whole concept. And it, it used to, like, it just to like, mind-boggling just thinking about, okay, I'm going to start something new and make these stupid resolutions in the middle of freaking snowing below zero degree weather in new york like it just didn't that concept was just like out of reach for me i never understood it so typically these days i celebrate new year's day in springtime on the first day of the spring equinox and because i feel like around that time in spring it's newness it's like it's fertile you know the spring the springtime is coming in everything it's like for me even on a very like natural path and stuff like that like I feel like okay the earth is coming forward now springing back to life after the dead of winter so everything it's new so it just makes more sense for me to do it that way and um yeah I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that probably feels that way I'm pretty sure there's other folks out there Um, But yeah, but typically what I do, especially around this time, since it's such a collective type of holiday, everybody's doing their thing on 31st, I tend to stay indoors and I use the time to just pause and reflect on the past year and think about all, you know, all the negative and all the positive times and how they intertwine for them to come into fruition towards the end of the year and i think the most important thing too is to express gratitude you know what i'm saying because even when those times sucked and it didn't make any sense at all and there was just so many emotions and stuff like that there is some depth of thankfulness in that at least it brought me to this point. At least it allowed me to, to achieve something. There was some personal growth to it. Yeah. Rather than having some type of remorse and feeling like, oh, if only I would have done it. That's another thing, too. I stopped with the regret shit because I started to see that anytime you start to live with regret, it's like living in the past because you're now holding on to something that was part of your design. I don't care how negative it was and how bad it was. It All happened that for shit, a reason. Yeah, definitely for sure. And I know like, some people probably say, oh, I'm so tired of hearing that it happened for a reason and blah, blah, blah. I, I think I witnessed that like a couple of weeks ago before I came off of Instagram for my break. And I s- witnessed someone commenting on this um this meme, and they were saying, "Oh, they were so they they're so tired of hearing that. Oh, it happens for a reason." And I was just like, "Bitch, like if you don't just come off your high horse, like yeah, all this shit does happen for a reason. There's there's a big design that's so bigger than all of us, and you gotta take the bad with the good." No, I'm not saying that you have to put yourself out there and take um, take something negative towards you that's, like, super negative that you can obviously take yourself out of, like, it, whether that's a bad situation, like, a bad relationship and stuff like that. But, you know, certain hiccups have to happen in order for you to lead you to that path of greatness. And, um, and for those reasons, even more so, um, I know I, I touched on this on my one of my recent blog posts i talked about the importance of forgiveness and how even just forgiveness is just going to lead you on the path that's in alignment with where your true goals are at and once you forgive and you take off pretty much those um i want to say like those cords that you have you know wrapped around you from actually progressing Um, you definitely will get to your outcome in a more feasible way that makes sense rather than holding on to something that's like a past regression. So I think just even thinking about for the entire year in the review, having I think one, compassion, having forgiveness, and definitely having gratitude in your heart allows you to just shed all that dead weight. You know, that's possibly holding you back yeah. and yeah I, I think that should be like the last uh, the last thought of 2018 because i know it was hard for everybody i know that i mean it was a very big year for even on a planetary perspective it's been a big year for everybody everybody's gone through so many transformations and while it was very hard getting there we all got there. <laughs> you think back, like I mean, think about it now. Like I know, I know for me and you, ask like it's been a big, huge year. Yeah, which we will talk about on the next episode. <laughs> we'll touch base. Um, but yeah, it's been it's, it's been one hell of a year. But it's been it's been very phenomenal, and I'm shit. I'm excited, and I think that should be like the key Attitude going forward, welcoming the new year coming in. Yeah. All right. Well, that closes up this conversation. So I'm curious, everybody out there, as far as the listeners go, comment below on this post when we post this episode. Do you have your own specific New Year's Eve? And if so, how do you go about that to make that happen for you? And what does it mean to you? you know yeah. do you do the cliche December 31st or do you choose a specific day or like what I said so every day is a new year <laughs> I want I want to listen so chime in on that
0: uh, @soulgab with ash and jazz on insta @soulgab ash jazz on twitter @soulgab with ash and jazz on facebook
1: true and remember peace love and soulgab oh. <laughs> <laughs>